0: with AWB Contract Templates.
1: template, own your values, and amplify your influence. This is the Flaunt Your Fire podcast. I'm your host and CEO of Flaunt Your Fire, India Jackson, and today I am joined by my lovely co-host Erica Corday. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Thank you for being here today, lady. Thank you. So I thought it'd be really fun to, well, Let me not attach fun just yet. It might not be fun.
0: I was like, wait, wait. You can't see my face. What?
1: (laughs) I'm hoping it has some hint of fun. (laughs) (laughs) To dive a little bit into a conversation that I think is overdue. And that is one about brand values. People have such
0: a preconceived notion around what it is what it isn't and I feel like it's one of those things that makes people itchy because they're like they're either like "Mm -mm, don't make me do this right now or they're like oh yeah I know what that is and it's like oh you do you sure about that let's 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 have a conversation you sure
1: well and I think that there's a lot of layers to your values and as you grow and you change and you evolve as an individual as well as your business and who your team is and all of these things you might need to update them just saying
0: but that's why you know i don't i don't believe and collectively we don't believe that this is a one and done like the challenge is is that people want to go in and do the hard shit and they're like oh i did it once i'm good right nah bro it's not how that works you have to go in and check in because things evolve, things shift, you shift, and when expansion happens, you want to be able to have a very clear picture of what things look like for the new iteration versus like, you know, it's, it's like somebody being like, "Oh, here's an uh, an update to how electrical works," and you being like, "Nope, I'm still go with this old fashioned stuff. Trying to burn your whole house down? Don't do that." <laughs>
1: Well, and and with values, I think it's one of those things, too, where, like, people can convince themselves, well, people know what I believe and they know what I stand for. And I'm going to say if you felt that way, I've been there, too. We're going to dive a little bit into that today. Um, But no, they don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to tell them. There's a very big difference between being implicit and um, having it be implied what your values are. Versus explicitly stating them.
0: I think that, and it's funny, this is where, like, I am the queen of trying to give an analogy for something. I will give an analogy for every damn thing. Do you want to be with your significant other and have them go buy you dinner and be like, oh, yeah, they know I'm allergic to nuts. And they bring you some kung pao chicken with peanuts all up in it. Don't, you can't be guessing on stuff. Like, you have to say, like, so you know this can't happen, or you know, like, I might die if I eat this, right?
1: I was going to say that literally sounds like a trip to the emergency. (laughs) At best.
0: (laughs) At best. But that's the thing. There are some things that are going to have, you know, sometimes larger implications, sometimes they're smaller, but the reality is is that it's not worth risking how large or small the impact could be when you could have just simply stated hey, here's a fact that you need to know, fill in the blank. Like, this is where clear is kind and that communication is necessary.
1: So I'm going to agree with that. And I think that I can say that, like, for me, I've had some periods where maybe I didn't feel so clear and that made it really hard um, to be explicit or kind uh like when I think back on if you had asked me what my values were mm, two years ago, for example. Actually, I might have a list of them right ready oh. to look at. <laughs> what about it. Here you go. I would have said eco-conscious, um, or something along the lines of caring about the environment and the planets. And caring about animal rights and wanting to empower people and really look at this whole, sounds cliche, but community over competition. <laughs> this joint
0: is implicit AF. Yeah.
1: And nowhere this- in there would you have heard diversity. Like, and that's just me being fully transparent and honest. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I did not care about diversity, but I think I had this mentality and this mindset that if you are, well, back then there was no podcast, but you saw the website. You saw my headshot. I'm black. I own this business. Clearly we care about diversity. So why the fuck do I need to say that? Like – but that's not so obvious. And being yeah. black does not mean you care about diversity because we know plenty of black people that might not. Uh,
0: yeah. Enter a person who I shall not name that be on Fox News spewing all types of foolishness. And you black and you don't stand for the same things I stand for. I don't care what you say, ma'am. So uh, here's the thing. It is really easy to say, and a great example we're recording this during Pride Month. It, you know, you can't implicitly assume that someone that is gay automatically cares about, you know, the Black Lives Matters movement. You can't assume that someone that is Black and gay cares about trans lives. Like, you can't assume because you don't know what people's particular biases or what they stand for or what they stand against. Like, you don't know any of that. And this is where you don't assume because we know what happens when you assume because you don't know what you don't know. And when you decide to write someone's story, it can get real dicey because you have decided what their truth is. And if, you, if it doesn't feel good for someone to do it for you, you can't do it for other people. And when you leave all this gray area for everybody to
1: wade through,
0: we just living in goddamn misunderstandings. Like,
1: that's not okay. I mean, I can clearly see where the brand has always had a very strong message of empowerment and anti-abusive power. That has always been there, and that has been very clear from, like, day one. And, And also a message of individuality. That has always been there. However, if you were to look at things as even like a year ago versus now, I definitely see where like that evolved. And so when I talk about, you know, that value of caring about the environment, being eco-conscious, you know, caring about animal rights, like I don't consume meat. Um, But these are my personal values, right? And I think that As I stepped into evolving from a brand that was named after me, India Jackson Artistry, and so really owning and honoring the fact that I had a team, it wasn't just me anymore, and we rebranded with the new name Flaw Your Fire, I'm like, whoa, this this is bigger than me. I'm going to own that. And I think that there's something to that where we have to take a look at our personal values and our brand values. They may not be the same. And there might be some things that, you know, no one wants to look at on your website, a list of 20 values. They're A, not going to read through that. And B, that's not very clear. I don't mm-hmm. know what is most important to you. So no. we do have to hone that down. And- so
0: here's the funny part. And this was why we're not on pause on the play, but I'm going to I'm gonna say pause here. Um, this, <laughs> this is where... I, and and we've talked about this and this is where for us, you know, going through that process of what it looks like to be more explicit for ourselves comes in because the yeah. reality is, is that, you know, me being a coach that coaches um, and consults through the lens of DEI. If I had a client that came to me that was not of color, they were white. And they said, I talk about empowerment and this and that and the other, I'm still going to be like that does not clearly tell me that you're anti-racist. And so this is where I think it's important to not assume because someone belongs to a marginalized group that they automatically do or don't feel a certain way. Because again, you're still assuming. And it's tough to have to still acknowledge that you have to explicitly say, yeah, I'm a black woman. And this is what I do and don't stand for because people don't know. Because it's part of you, being an example of like, yeah, we're not leaving stuff in the gray area that needs to be in the the, the clear black or white space of what this is.
1: Absolutely. And I, I definitely think that like, when we look at ourselves as individuals, like Erica, you are a whole person. I am a whole person. I have way more than four values. I have way more than five values. But the brand needs to hone that down into less than six. I mean, I personally think between three to five absolutely max in order to be clear and concise to the public because let's just be honest people's attention spans and ability to grasp things (laughs) is just not there so there's no way that all of my number one all of my personal values should not be the business values because the business is more than just me. It's my team. It's my clients. Um, And the same is true for anyone else that we work with under the pause and the play umbrella. Like we're looking at where, where are some things in common here? What are the most important things here? But then like you got to drastically slash and burn certain things off as far as what goes on your value statement, because you just can't get everything there.
0: Well, here's the other side of that too. I think that there's also this place of, it is one thing to kind of say like, okay, what are the umbrellas and what's the awning? In the mm-hmm. sense of what's the overarching thing? So like, you know, personally, I'm I'm eco-conscious, but if I go through and say, I cut up every straw I use, if I don't have access to my reusable straws, people watch me do it and they're like, what the whole hell are you doing? <laughs> like... You know, yes. I, I, I've all <laughs> um, you know, I, you I, know, I, again, I don't eat meat. I'm plant-based. So like, I have a number of things that I do, like I recycle, but it's like, if I listed out every action that I took, that would be a long list. But the fact of the matter is I am eco-conscious. And so this is where I feel like people can sometimes have this place of like, I have to be so specific on this one thing. And yet at the same time, I'm not considering the overarching piece here.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm there with you. Like I am totally amongst the eco-conscious personal value, but I don't know, fast forward till now, I have to look at, okay, what are the most important things that get on this list? What actually, um, and then that's also like, Your brand values determine who you attract to. So what is the most important thing to attract? Like if this ideal, if the person coming to work with Flaunt Your Fire does not have these traits, if the person coming to be a part of Pause in the Place community does not have these traits, then it's just not going to feel good to work with them. I'm going to be honest. I I can hold space for somebody who might not be eco-friendly and that might not be a deal breaker. (laughs) <laughs> well so I have yeah. to look at that too.
0: exactly and so that that's the next point in that I think that it is one thing to say this is a value that I hold personally and and it does not need to take front and center stage in my business because it's not really pertinent it doesn't need to be here because the reality is is that you know if you're talking with people if you're working on content connecting, however that looks, that may come up. And it's something that will connect people with you. But if I use myself as an example, that's not gonna make somebody choose to or not to work with me. That is something that may continue to connect them to me, but it don't matter. That has nothing to do with anything. If I'm not clear about the fact that like, I'm not shaming you and that this is a safe space, like, that's important. I need to talk about how empathy to me is an important piece of what I do and how I do it. Yeah. I cut up my straws. I don't give a shit about that. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be diversifying my actions in my business. They don't care about my straw actions. That don't matter. Hold that shit till later. And that don't mean it doesn't matter, but you have to be clear on what is pertinent.
1: Why are you focusing on this? And if I'm being frank, why should anybody give a shit? Absolutely. Um, And just going back to that, like attraction piece, you know, when you've looked at why is it pertinent? Why does this matter? As you start to speak about those values, you will attract people who have similar ones and you will also repel the people who are like, oh no, we are, no, we are not down for that. And so I find that like laying out your brand values can be very polarizing Because it it gets people off the fence. Either they're your people and they've decided like, yes, I'm here. And I am really going to be able to get behind whatever this brand is doing, no matter how many times they decide to change what their offerings are, their prices are, whatever they decide to do. I'm here because the root of who this brand is, I am there with them. I feel aligned with them. Or they're going to be like, fuck that. And I'm out. Mm -hmm. And both are okay. (laughs) Okay. But I think that that's why it's so
0: important to be clear, because then the people that don't need to be there, you need them to not be there because they're holding up space for somebody else. And then, yeah, let me just go ahead and release you and you can find yourself somewhere that's more aligned. And I don't have to sit here and feel real awkward when I get stuck in a conversation with you. And I'm like, oh, man, we can't
1: be friends no more. I can't do this. Yeah. So I'm going to be fully transparent. As you, as I, so I know as you, start to really think about your values, especially right now when this year has brought so many changes, COVID, social justice, complete movement, like, it really is forcing us to take a hard look in the mirror and really make sure that everything that we're doing feels aligned. And I think people's also had a little bit more time and space away from like the mundane things like commutes and stuff like that to really be able to think, or at least I'm hoping people have taken that time to do that. And so (laughs) if you found yourself here and you're like, shit, like, I don't know how to clearly and concisely put down my brand's values on paper and on my website and in our messaging and hone that down to less than five, you know, um, a, you're not alone. I've personally struggled with this, and I can say that for me, it's looked like a lot of soul searching. It's looked like um, a lot of thinking, and sometimes even um, experiencing what I think many people listening have experienced too, which is the shame and guilt of like, why didn't I do? Why didn't I do this sooner? Why don't I have this together? Um, why am I having to change this? Like, does this mean that I'm changing who I am or what my brand means? Like there's so many things that can come up from that. And I just kind of want to hear like your take on that of what you might be seeing people go through there. Ooh, chow.
0: Okay. So, (laughs) I mean, a a big chunk of it is this place of, (sighs) there's definitely this shame that can come up around. I I knew I should have done this and I wasn't, or, I I feel bad because I had the privilege to not be explicit about this before, to not own what this was, or I'm noticing things that I don't agree with. That they don't feel good. And I don't, I, I can't live there anymore. And it's hard to kind of see where you've been on autopilot, so to speak. And so it's very challenging when clients of mine are in this place of, feeling bad for what they didn't know, which I'm a firm believer, you don't know what you don't know, for feeling like I should have done it, in which case there's nothing you can do about what's past. What you can do is take ownership, commit to doing the best you can today and keep going tomorrow. And, you know, kind of having to really be in this space of, all right, I'm beginning to actually identify and claim what I stand for and what I stand against. And... I know that that's going to change the way things look. That's going to change the way I think, the way I feel, how my business moves, how I respond to family members that say asinine shit out their mouth. Um, Hmm. so, So this place of if I'm going to do different, I'm going to be different and being able to kind of reconcile within yourself that like, yeah, this is happening and it's a process. And I have to understand that there needs to be patience for it. But, you know, and we use the matrix analogy a lot. It's like, I can't go back. I've already seen too much. And so what does it look like to move forward?
1: Yeah. I think also I want to say that if you're on the side of that, that I am on, which is, you know, I'm doing the work. You know, I'm supporting diverse businesses I am hiring diverse team I don't need to talk about this right it's it's implied um so not even necessarily like I didn't do the things but I'm doing all the things and I'm going to tell you what I've needed said to me and I wish was said sooner is you still need to talk about it <laughs> and I I think that um Getting into that place where we're able to talk about our values front facing as a part of our messaging is super important. I wish I had done it sooner. And it is something that I feel like is almost like uh, working out in the gym. You have to build up your courage or your consistency muscle with it, just like you would continue to go to the gym every day if you want to see results. And I say that because um, I was just kind of like thrown into this, like, out of nowhere, you know, everything started happening and everyone is talking about Black Lives Matter. And unfortunately, the deaths that have happened, specifically George Floyd, um, the most. And these are all things that have been on my radar. I mean, how could they not be as just the work that we do together and being a Black woman in America and owning a minority-owned business? Um, But (laughs) I'm I'm giving you a bit of warning. Like, don't be like me. I was thrown into having to now explicitly talk about these things on a regular daily basis, which is not a part of my normal messaging. And that can be a bit jarring, you know, for your um, email subscribers, your podcast listeners, your social media followers to see or to hear or to absorb when they're used to a very different – very, uh, businessy kind of message. And so I wish I had done this sooner because when shit hit the fan, um, I think that maybe for me, I wouldn't have gone through as much personal upheaval about it while I'm also still trying to navigate the fact that I'm a fucking black woman in America and I had some of my own trauma to process through this. And, um, and that constant reminder of, as you start to speak about these things, you will have people remind you that you're a fucking black woman in America and I'm not down for your anti-racist shit. And that means letting some team members go. That means letting some clients go. So I say this to say that I don't think that we should wait for the world to go to shit, you know, or Mm -hmm. for everyone to start talking about something to be the reason to start doing it. Start today, even if it's imperfect. You have to start no
0: matter what, but you also have to give yourself space in the sense of when you step into your values, you're going to have moments where it is very stressful because you're going to have people be like, wait, I, I, I'm not down with this, which unfortunately we've had to deal with personally, you know, personally and professionally. Yeah. But then then there's also the, the piece of, having to watch people step into, oh, I am being anti-racist. And it's like, wait, no, I don't, you're not, you're not doing this. This, this is, this is not what this actually looks like. You're looking for a badge of honor and this isn't right either. (laughs) And this is where I think it's challenging to do it. Um, I think I've heard someone's kind of said like, um, do it in a silo. It's like, it's just you and you're echoing this back to yourself. And it's like, yeah, this sounds good. And it's like,
1: no, that's trash. Let's not do no. that. No. It's like hard. um I always say it's like trying to see like the trash in your yard from the basement. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't. You need that outside perspective. And so I've been really grateful to have you here um to really help guide me through like revisiting my brand's values. Um and I, I think that we've always done a really great job of like challenging each other on things like that is we've noticed that our lives are changing or our brands are changing. Um, So if you don't know, (laughs) it is about time for you to know, because I would like to be more explicit about Faunt Your Fire's brand values. And I will say that it should be very clear, but let me make it more clear. We are anti-racist brand. Um, We are a pro-diversity brand, and part of us being pro-diversity and diversity being one of our key values of this brand, which had you asked me two years ago would not have been there, but it is now, um, is being actively anti-racist and speaking about that publicly. Uh, It's also hiring diverse team, and I've definitely you know have learned along the way that hiring diverse team doesn't just mean that there are men on our team and women and black people and white people and latino people and like no it actually means that those people still have to have values that are aligned with our brand just because they are a certain skin color doesn't mean that they're anti-racist no you know and i want to throw that out there if you are looking at your team and what might need a change with that Putting a different color in a spot doesn't mean that they're going to feel comfortable being there in the first place. And it also doesn't mean that they're aligned or that they're actively anti racist. So I just want to throw that out there. Explicit is a must. Stop leaving the gray area. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be diving more into Font Your Fire's brand values as we continue to evolve and redevelop them. Um, but I do think it's important. If you, if you didn't hear the previous podcast where I was pissed off to remind you, that we're an anti-racist <laughs> brand with the value of diversity. Uh, it's been an interesting journey of evolving our program too. We started out with a very unique uh, masterclass that we were calling the Ideal Client Workshop. And that just didn't feel like the truth of what it was. It didn't feel aligned and I think no. that sometimes the universe makes time frames line up in a certain way. I don't know. Do you feel that way?
0: I I yeah, I feel like there are certain things that kind of come up sometimes in order to put you in a position to like things don't always happen the way that you want them to in order to give you space to get the additional context or information you need to really make it what it is. Cause it's like, oh, now I get it. Yeah, I didn't get it back then. It's very good. It's
1: so <laughs> Yeah. We actually did that workshop with um, Kim Wenzel of Pattern of Purpose, um, a lovely client of ours that we so enjoy. And she was like, this is not an ideal client workshop. This is a values alignment. It's a yep. a values assessment. It's a value something. It is not an ideal client workshop. And no. so we just started, like, please help us find a new name. <laughs> We tried. Like that the, the reality is is that the
0: bones of it were great. The basis and the and like where it was going, ideal. The name was trash. Yes. so it all away.
1: Yes. So if you heard of that before, it's not this is not a new workshop that we're offering. Um, from implicit to explicit, leading through your values masterclass. It's not new, it's rebranded, I'd like to say, but it has a new name. And It's one of those things that I feel like when we first started doing this, I'm curious to hear your thoughts as to why, but I noticed like people would start out like, yeah, this is going to be fun. Or I've already done this before. And then by the end, they're like,
0: oh, oh my gosh. The amount of time it's like, (laughs) oh yeah, I've done this. And then they start getting the deer in the headlights like, oh shit. It's like, yep. Told
1: you. (laughs) Yeah. There's something about that process. So I don't know. Would you like to dive a little bit into what people can expect from our masterclass,
0: I can do that. So again, the entire goal of this is to take you from this place of my values being something that, oh, I know other people know. We're all clear on this To All right, I'm reevaluating. This looks slightly different than what I thought it did which is good because they actually feel very aligned and I'm noticing what I'm saying and what I'm not clearly communicating to my clients or to my, my coworkers, you know, my, my peers. And so it puts you in a place of being able to actually see what you need to talk about. What are the things that matter? You're able to work on that for the people that you want to speak to. You're able to just really get to this place of feeling as though, What you're thinking in your head lines up with what you're doing and it makes sense because now it's all the same thing and it's all clear. It's all out in the open and you have an opportunity to know what to connect with, um, you know, what goes to your people, what the people that are part of your team need to know in order to actually be cohesive within it. Like, I mean, we go into the things that really just help you to understand better why the hell are you doing this? Why does it matter?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, it can really bring about so many other changes in your business from your hiring practices, your messaging. And I'm going to say one of the biggest things has been really watching how it's changed who you attract. I've seen that 100% for you. Um, And I don't know if you feel comfortable speaking a little bit about that, but there's nothing better than having clients that actually feel good to work with.
0: Well, I mean, and I, girl, I'm an open book for the most part. Um, so
1: (laughs) the thing is,
0: is that none of, none of the things that I stand for are new, but it's very different for it to be conveyed the way that I do now to other people it's very different um, where within Silver Immersion, when I really um, owned, that we not only served but supported same-sex couples and same-sex marriage, like, up front, openly, like, hey, this is what we do. If you don't like it, please don't come here. Um, and so there was one thing for me to know that and for me to have, have done that, but it was another to damn near put a billboard up, like, if you don't like this, kick rocks. Like, this just ain't the place for you. And it made it very clear that anybody that chose to work with me that wanted to be on my team, that wanted us to provide services for them, wanted to interview me, whatever it was, you understood what you were getting yourself into. And it makes for a much better alignment type of relationship. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to talk talk with you, but I don't really know you. I really don't know anything about you. Or, yeah, I want to work for you because, I mean, I just want some money, but I don't, like... I'm gonna be real awkward when I'm at a (laughs) wedding and somebody says something crazy. So I like to for me that made all the difference there. And with Erica Corday, I just there was a point to where total transparency, I had some people, um, some of which I had last year, that I could no longer I can't live in ambiguity with you. And for you to want to have the badge of honor of doing the work that you're not doing. Either you do it or you don't. And if you're not ready, that's fine. Don't. You go do what you need to do. However, the space that I hold is for you to actually do it. And you want me to support you in a way that I'm not shaming you. I am not telling you, oh, you should have known. But if you still are like, I mean, do I really have to say it? Fuck yeah. And if you can't say it, no thank you. No thank you. And if that doesn't work, then I'm not for you. And it's not because I'm aggressive because let's be honest, I'm a black woman so I'm automatically considered to be aggressive. It's because I'm not okay with you still wanting to reside in the in in this, you know, straddle the fence space, but you want to be able to get the cookies for saying that you did something. No. It's one thing to have to like screw it up. It's another to really just be like, I
1: mean, it's fine. I think that when I watched your messaging go even deeper into specifically speaking about anti-racism and how that's an action, it's not a thought, it's not a feeling, it's not a belief system. I mean, it can be those things. But the real piece of being anti-racist is acting on something and really bringing in that messaging of imperfect action being the foundation of your brand. Uh, I definitely saw some shifts for you. And from my perspective, I saw a change from people who wanted to be able to say that they were doing DEI work because it made them look good or so they could get the cookies, or they could center themselves. I've even saw from the other side of that, people putting your face out there in a way of like, almost like tokenizing you. Yes. To transitioning into attracting people who actually don't want any cookies and are doing all the things. I'm like, I might need a patchy root on your back for you because (laughs) that's just not in your nature, you know? And they're actually showing up to do the work instead of just talking about the work.
0: Yes. And I think it's worthwhile to acknowledge that it's not about, oh, I'm patting you on your back because you're a good white person. No, I'm patting you on the back. If I'm like, yo, you being a good human and you made a choice to do something that other people are not choosing to do because the right thing to do usually is not the easy thing to do. And so I'm not trying to you know, come from this place of like, oh, you know, thank you so much. It's just more like, yo, thank you for like, just not being a shit person. I appreciate that. And this, I hate that the bars that low right now. But (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying there's some people in some places that I'm just like, I don't even know why you're here. You suck.
1: Yeah. And when you're attracting the people that don't suck, you know, and are doing the things, I think it makes it more exciting to show up for work. It makes it more exciting to keep in touch with them or to see that you got a message from them in Voxer, you know, and with our community members, seeing like what they're selling this week or what they're posting and watching them support each other. Um, I am so you know, in I love just, with these people. Oh my gosh. I, I just had to say like the way that they
0: show up, the way they support each other, the way that they are like not afraid of being like, yeah, so that's bullshit. Let's not do that. Oh, I love them so much. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm so after my heart. Uh,
1: Well, I know we both have some things to get to. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Is there one thing that you would want someone to do after listening? Um,
0: Of course, I'm going to say that I want you to go check out our masterclass from implicit to explicit. And this is not me trying to put fake urgency on something. There's legit. Only three spots in the next one coming up, unless you want to wait till September. And just so you know, people are already booking that one too. But it's really because if you are in a place and you're not sure the actions to take, the positive of that right now is that you can now do this with us and you can actually get the information that is going to inform the choices that you make. So it does feel better. It does feel aligned. It does feel clear. You can clearly communicate it to those that are supporting you. Because there's nothing worse than being unclear and doing something and feeling like, now nah, I got to do it again because it doesn't make sense anymore. So I'm going to say that if you are really in that place of like, this feels muddy, get some support, go grab your ticket for the masterclass, pauseontheplay.com. It is right at the top. It's a big ass banner. You cannot miss it. You need to come <laughs> on over and and I want you to really... I want you to think about why this is important because I want you to know that it matters, but I want you to know that it matters because it doesn't matter what I tell you if you don't believe me, if you don't buy it.
1: Absolutely. You can um, get that over at pausingtheplay.com. Also at flauntyourfire.com. It's on our banner at the top of our site as well. And yeah, facts. Like (laughs) we only have three seats left for july we've sold out otherwise um so we open up september but i would say you might want to get on that asap
0: mm-hmm. exactly come on in the room it's a safe space we want you there
1: thank you for being here today erica thank you